anyway, Maybe I, can. I had this idea mm-hmm. and it's not a fully formed, it's kind of a, just a, a concept idea where I think sometimes, and maybe this happens to your culture too, in our culture, you get hot for a second, you get some burn and then people forget how hot you used to be. Yeah. And then people will start taking from what you did yeah. and then remixing it and then never give credit. Correct. It's never, it doesn't happen in Correct. rock and roll. Like people no. will give Van Halen credit for yep. every guitar. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be like John Bonham, like 40 years later, like they never don't give credit for that. But in rap, like some of these new rappers don't know anything about rappers they've taken cadence from and styles from. They're like, nah, nah, this is washed up. And I'm like, what? They're hating Since on what? it instead of applauding it and lifting it up. So in, yeah. in the acting world, I've always thought, well, Wesley's career kind of got sidetracked by the whole tax thing. You got to pay your taxes. Pay your taxes, Wesley. And Lauren, pay your taxes. And so, and who? Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. was it that they just didn't pay it, or was it just it was that they didn't pay enough and they didn't know? I think because Lauren, I don't know I, the I full... think Lauren didn't pay. I think Wesley. She just chose not to. I think she made a conscious decision. Like really, like it's oh, this is oppression and this isn't constitutional. I think she just oh. like made a stand. Um, and Wesley, I think he got bad advice. Oh, see, but that's... I think he, I think he may have thought he was paying and money didn't get properly see but that's the thing that was like the man has to go to prison for that and you have to pay it back well like restitution (laughs) you have to pay it back but that's what i'm saying that was like if if because this is a whole other thing Mm -hmm. but like you pay people to do your taxes Mm -hmm. okay so if you pay people to do your taxes because you don't know and then you think you're paying the right amount Mm -hmm. and the courts are like nope you didn't pay the right amount you're going to jail yeah i don't think that that's fair I think they give you a chance to pay it back. It's not like an instantaneous. You owe us a thousand. You gave us five hundred. You going to jail? Right. I think you have a certain period of time to pay it back, and mm-hmm. if you don't end that window, mm-hmm. then you go because they want their money. But can't you prove that? I imagine Wesley had okay lawyers, and he still went to jail. So whatever happened, that's what I'm saying. There, there's got to be more to the story. It's possible he than... was trying to hide how much he made right that's what i'm saying that's, like, that's where thing. i feel this, like is yeah. if i'm sitting there and if i have an accountant and a judge is like listen you owe two hundred thousand dollars and i'm like i i thought that this man was doing the taxes right and it turned out to be he was the one that's fraudulent then uh, yeah, think, it I'm shouldn't be my risk. fault if, it's your tax return right but if i'm paying somebody to do the thing because i don't know how to do it i think they don't assume any risk I think they get off. That's crazy. Even if they, I think me. I think your accountant could even be stealing from you and wouldn't go to jail because it's still your taxes. That's crazy to me. That's where I feel like a lot. That's where I feel like it's it's. I just feel like there's got to be more to the story of Wesley Snipes because it can't just be, you know, if if let's say he was paying his taxes but he wasn't paying enough. Mm. It's like I don't think you should be going to jail for that. I think well, if you're yeah. like. I had no idea, and a judge is like, if you're showing, listen, I paid taxes, this, that, and the other, but I didn't know that I wasn't paying enough, I will pay it, can we do some sort of whatever? And if they're like, well, you have six months, well, but it's going to take me a year, can we do that? Nope, sorry, you're going to jail. Is it like that? This probably requires more research outside of the pot, but my... (laughs) I told you, I go left. Right, but also... This is such an older story that I don't know all the details. Anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, when it first happened, it was like in Jet Magazine and stuff. It was like, Wesley, no. Anyway. I know. I think everybody, I think everybody <laughs> thought that no. too. I know because he was coming up so hard. He was coming up, you know. So you know, my original idea was that there are people who, 
somehow get glossed over in like the hierarchy and like black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think Wesley's been one of them. I think I we've somehow undervalued Cat Williams in recent years. Like it just, Ooh, he's good. It just jumped from like Chappelle to Kevin Hart, and we just forgot that whole middle section well, where Cat was. Jail. He did, but he didn't go like for a long time. I think he went in and out a bunch of times, like for like little petty stuff. But I think that's probably why. No, no, that definitely hurt his career. But he, <laughs> no, no, there's yeah. no, no one's refuting that part. But yeah. it's like. Even in lexiconic comedians, people are like, oh, because Chappelle's first couple specials were like 01 and like 03. I love him. And then Kevin Hart's first special, I believe, was like 09 or 10. Okay. But in between oh, that okay. was Cat Williams' specials, like it's Pimpin' Pimpin', American no, he's Hustle, and all that. Fantastic. And people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Cat was a good comedian. And they almost glowed as if Cat, hmm. Cat was a sensation. Yeah. Cat went from straight underground yeah. black people. To Mainstream. random white kids being like, this shit right here, this shit, <laughs> this shit called death. Like people was out here getting these jokes off, and I was like, what do you know about this? Like they were quoting Cat Williams jokes, like as if that oh. was their famous, their favorite comedian. That's so interesting. That's how big he got. Like that whole this shit right here was yeah. a big deal. That like his old rant about Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson was still alive, mm-hmm. was a big deal. Like mm-hmm. he, he had a lot of. No, I, I've always loved him. But I think he's I always love Cat. And I think he's actually an underrated comedic actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good comedic actor. I, I think he so. actually is a good actor yeah. who just happens to be in comedy. I think he could be dramatic. He got an Emmy for his role in Atlanta, actually. Oh, really? You should see the episode. He's, he's oh, great in it. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I think that he's, I think, I, th- I agree with you. I think he's incredibly talented and his comedic, it's even just his timing and his. He's so small. And his, yeah, I mean, he's so small, but like. His timing is amazing, and it just his like reactions to stuff. It's like, you know what he he seems very self aware. But yeah, um, and it's one other person who I can't think of at the moment. But my goal was at some point to make a show or a movie mm-hmm. where the main is three actors, and they're basically trying to do either a, revise a role that one of those people did mm-hmm. or they want to use inspiration from one of their previous works to do something else, mm-hmm. and so they have to recruit the previous actor i like talked to wesley snipes about not necessarily blade because i'm sure contractually that's all over the place right but let's say i want to play a character like blade adjacent mm-hmm. and i want to kind of get into the mindset of how did you get into this character whatever whatever and part of the movie is like one let's give credit to you i'm bringing you into the fold to give you credit but also i do want to know your creative process because what you did was great cat williams was a comedian that thought i'm gonna be unapologetically me at no point I feel like Kat switched it up for like white yeah. people or for corporate. He's like, I agree. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be on yeah. stage talking about pimps, talking about my hair being permed. I'm going to be <laughs> high as much as possible. I'm going to bring Lil John on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out to like Rick Ross for my spot. Like I'm going to be unapologetically me yeah. and just y'all mm-hmm. going to take it or leave mm-hmm. it. And people loved it. And I was like, and over time, it's gotten to the point now where you have to like kind of pander and play around. It's like, well, Kat, was it like, how many times did you get turned down for comedy clubs? How much money did you mm. lose by people not being like, hey, if you just do this the right way, you can make more money. And you were like, nah, I'm going to just do it my way, pimping. And you just like, and you just kept doing it. Like, how often did that have to happen to you? And if I'm going to like really go on that journey, what advice can you? It was like really just like a way to give them credit, but also like, Help the character, then eventually in the movie, the character who's seeking advice would give the performance. Yeah, that's and they, great. And so you would see like I don't think I've seen a film like that. I don't. It's not a fully formed idea, but it's more just like the rough idea of it. Like let's say, yeah, 
The only the only version I've seen of that is is kind of what's running right now, and it's a little bit of a take on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel because mm. she, she kind of goes through that. She kind of goes through just first of all the discovering that she wants to be like a performer, and then and then she it's kind of like that. Like basically, it's the show is like a show within a show. That's kind of this is like a you know movie I mean? within a movie. It's like yeah. hey, I've been cast to play mm-hmm. an outcasted comic who thinks blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You, I think you're the best whoever did it in that mm-hmm. respect. Can you like, can you help me? And then like by them appearing in the movie of the movie, they're also being put back in front of people. Yeah, that's that's kind of how the marvelous Mrs. Maisel works. Like a little bit. Like it just shows her journey being a woman in that time mm. um wanting to be self-employed and also a comedian mm. and she's got this like insane manager who's like amazing and funny and wonderful and then her parents are jewish she's jewish mm. so it's like you have she has all these things working against her and she's like oh by the way i'm gonna be a comedian ah stand-up comedian and they're like what are what <laughs> there's no no you have nothing you have nothing to no leg to stand on with mm. that and then it kind of shows her like by trial and error, things that she's learning, people that she's learning from, you know, and then she eventually, you, you get to see her do shows and she succeeds and, and it's good to see. It's like, but it's all of her, um, it's all of her, her natural gut instinct is mm. what is continuously leading her. Mm. Like even though she's learning lessons that she's learning from other people and taking technique and from other comedians, this and the other, she's still like, at the end of the day, the thing that kind of sells her is her natural inclination. So it's like, it kind of tells you as the audience member or you as an artist that like, again, like, yes, take from others and, and have that, have that structure shut up and you're always learning, you know, cause you should always be learning, but you always then have to put over the top of that. Then what is your authentic self and who you are and being very, very specific because that is what's going to sell you. And that's, what's going to get you successful. Cat Williams. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be unapologetically myself, regardless of any situation. If I lose out on money, if I lose out on, you know, notoriety, whatever that means, I don't care. I just know at the end of the day, my brand and who I'm selling is what you're gonna see on stage, regardless. And I think Dave Chappelle's the same way. Yeah, Dave's in a different type. You know, Dave is like Dave's like an amalgam of a lot of things now because he's that, but he's also corporately backed at the same time. Like he's been yeah. Do you know he Netflix just backed him for four new series, four yeah. four new. I saw he's specials. um, but it's not his. He's like the producer. It's like uh, the oh. first two are Earthquake and Donald Rollins. Oh okay, so both. so he's not the one that's coming out. He's I, but they're giving him. I think he comes out to introduce them, but he's not doing four hmm. new specials. He's like the EP of it. I think he's I'm using his. So name. happy that they're giving that to him. Well, they Netflix is in the business of making money. They understand what they're doing. Yeah, and he's the biggest comic in the world, and they're like. We're gonna just keep riding this out, and this is a big like a lot of like I guess mainstream people don't know who Earthquake is. Earthquake for Black comics has been that dude for a long time. Yeah, real comics are like I never want to follow Earthquake. He's been that dude for like twenty something years. He's that guy. I think I knew that. Donald Rollins, people know him more as Ashy Larry from the Chappelle Show. Mm, um, I never watched. I mean, I watched the Chappelle Show, but um, I didn't watch it like religiously. Oh well, that's his most iconic character. But Donald Rollins was like has been his guy. He's been on a roll with him. Mm. forever like he's just, he's always been with him he's, he was stuff. with them back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. to now like that's his mm-hmm. guy so this is his chance to give donnell like the real platform to yeah. stand kind of on his own even though i'm still using my brand to put him out donnell has been funny for a long time yeah and earthquake is 
been been funny. He's been funny before Chappelle was even doing stand up. And now this is like, let me get the Netflix nod and like that front page advertising on Netflix yeah. deals for all Chappelle stuff. Yeah. So people who don't know who Earthquake is will be like, they will. I know who Earthquake is, is. Yeah. And so I think they're. I feel like the, I kind of grew up with him. Well, probably. He's been around for a minute. But yeah. Dave is in a place where he's chosen by the industry mm-hmm. he's been anointed by the people mm-hmm. and he's not attached to anything right so he's 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 a unicorn he's like i know you're not yes the, but he had to walk away from it all first well that's why he's a unicorn yeah he had to walk away from it all. but he's so poignant and he's so educated and he's so um i feel like he's like the upper echelon yeah when it comes to the words his vocabulary like he his parents are educators yes he's he's Mm. and i love that i love that he's so articulate in what he in in most comics i just i feel like they just i think i just think most comics now are like they go for like the cheap shot they go for like the cheap joke the cheap laugh is good yes it is a good high it is you're right it is it is a good high (laughs) thank you but i love i love dave Chappelle because it's not just because he's articulate it's it's you walk away, you walk away with, with wisdom. And it's funny, but you're like, ooh, that's the truth. That's what's up. His story is, I, I've told the story. I love it. I think I told this on the pod before, but a long time ago. Um, I don't know if you've seen A Star is Born, but yeah, obviously he's, I so, oh, I don't know. I assumed you did, but I didn't want to, I don't want to assume anymore. You can assume. Right. You can assume with that. I'm a big Gaga fan, but also, um, well, I mean, Dave. It wasn't original Lady Gaga that played. Stars no, I know. Born. It's been redone three different times. Yeah. I, know, I know. I'm aware. Listen, don't. Just because I haven't seen that Wesley Snipes movie, don't just be coming at Too my credibility. Poo. Whatever. Well, I say all these names in musical theater, and you're like. Anywho. It all came from musical theater. Listen, Stars Born came from musical theater. I'm, no one's. We're not. We weren't talking about Barbara Streisand and everybody else. I'm talking about this. Judy Garland. Go on. You done? Yeah, I'm done now. Okay. I'm talking about this iteration of the movie. You're like, actually, sorry, back in the field. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that. You need to watch Too Long Fu, but it's fine. All right, I'm done now. You you done? Yes, I'm done. All right. One (laughs) of the things I enjoyed about the movie is that Dave is in it. Yeah. He's not in it for a long time, but no. there's this the scene that he's in, we're talking to Bradley Cooper about, you know, maybe this girl is the way out because you've been on this awful path for a long time and then he started talking and that scene i thought he was talking about himself he's like basically you know you're you find yourself out in the middle of water you don't really know how you got there but you like where you are and it doesn't really matter how you got here you're just happy kind of where yeah. you are he said that's where i'm at now where i like where i am mm-hmm. and i've heard him do many interviews about when he walked away from the industry like he didn't know if he would ever get back in because no one had ever did what he did yeah and this is like oh three or four so it wasn't like there's a comedy boom now where netflix is paying people five ten twenty whatever yeah this didn't exist back then right it was an hbo special or bus comedy central was his network he was comedy central he walked away yeah so he couldn't go back to comedy central i want to do a special it's like you walk away from the show yeah so either you're on hbo you're doing the late night circuit like you're on letterman for five Mm -hmm. minutes you hope people see you Mm -hmm. or you're just doing clubs yeah and he said when i walked away he burned some bridges. Like yeah. that's Viacom runs Comedy Central. Yeah. Viacom is a giant. Yeah. And if Viacom is making phone calls, like, hey, this guy is, you may not want to work with this guy. He may leave you high and dry. Like, he's like, I didn't know if I would get back in it. I just knew I couldn't stay where I was yeah. with the way the show was. Yeah. And he started touring. He was a, he made money 
all throughout that time. People think he was just poor this whole time. He was still making money. Yeah. He just wasn't that guy. And then yeah. basically Netflix came back around and they were like, we want to, we think there's a market for you. And people hadn't seen him in so long that when he got that back in there, he made 60 million in three specials and he turned down 50 million 12 years prior. Yeah. And he was like, and since then he's probably made another hundred million. Probably. Well, I would, I think he's probably made more than that. Maybe. And he's yeah. also been on the road in between Netflix specials. So he's probably, he's, he's up. But he's lived in Ohio the whole time, mm-hmm. which he did even when he made the spell show. He never was a Hollywood guy. He yeah. lived over there. And he's like, I didn't know if I would make it. And now that I'm here, they know I've walked away from yeah. generational money. I don't have a TV show anymore. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast now. And I think he has equity in the oh, company. I didn't know that. I think uh, Luminosity, I think oh it's the same. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go and listen to it. But I think he has equity in the company. So he was like, I'll do a podcast, but I want some stake in the company. So I'm getting paid for the entirety of it. Good for him. But now he's at a place where it's like, you're either going to pay me what I think I'm worth or I'm just mm-hmm. not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I've made unlimited amounts of money. By, he's now seen, if you ask comedians across the board, he's seen as like the GOAT comic. Mm-hmm. Like he's the best doing it. He's the one we all look up to. So he's like, I'm right at the top. Mm-hmm. I made all the money. Mm-hmm. My kids are growing up. I'm married. I don't live near LA. So I can just be on my ranch and be chilling. I can kind of come and go as I want. Yeah. Either I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, or you're not going to be in the business with me. Right. And so people like Netflix want to make money. They dealt with that controversy backlash for two months of people walking out and random trans people coming out saying this, this, and that. And guess what? They said this is going to blow over. Mm-hmm. And they were right because his, you say he has two specials coming out. I haven't seen backlash from it. Mm-hmm. They got all that venom out. And Netflix, the CEO came out. And he was like, we're going to still be in business with this guy. Yeah. Sorry. Well, but, but <laughs> Sorry, also, though, also, though, Dave Chappelle addressed that. Yeah. Many times. Head on. Yeah. Yes, many times, but also head on in his final special. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just think he, he addressed it in, in the only way that he knew how. Like he's communicating the way, only way that he knows how. So if it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's fantastic that he's kind of not back where he was. He's at a better he's place. At a, he, he reincarnated and says yeah. something better. Even comedically, he's different than he used to be. Like his voice is deeper. He's no, of course, of course. He's like he's almost. If you see that last special, mm-hmm. and you see killing him softly, mm-hmm. it sounds like two different people. Mm-hmm. Because one, he's you know twenty eight, yeah. talking about, hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, married my wife, <laughs> and now he's like, you know, my son is getting older, and it's like, oh shit, like he's yeah, like, he's, he's wise. He's wise. He's a of he's course. a he's like he's an evolved. He's been version. through some shit. Yeah, and but, he, you know, the thing is, is like. Him walking away from it all, I just want, I would love to sit down with him and just say, tell me your stories about what happened around that time. Oprah because, tried to sit down with him, but she was trying to like, you could tell parts of the interview got cut out. I wonder what oh. he actually said to Oprah. He sat down with her like in 05. Oh, really? Yeah, was, I don't know. I'd have to watch that. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. And um, he said, you can tell he was, Oprah was trying to protect him a little bit because he said uh-huh. basically... Listen, man, I don't even really care about the money. I just kind of want to do my show. And Oprah was like, well, relax. Money's important. She was like trying to like guide him a little bit without being. Because one of his biggest things, you should watch the interview. He says when the show ended, like the smear campaign started. Yeah. By Comedy Central. Even people like uh, Neil Brennan, who's the co-creator of the show, also Mm -hmm. a comedian. Mm -hmm. Um, And a few other people who were like, you know, we don't know what happened to Dave. He ran off to Africa. We think he's going crazy. 
And he was like, that's the most dismissive thing you can call somebody is crazy because you you don't do further examination. It's, yeah. it's very dismissive. It's like, oh, you're crazy. And it's like that. Yeah. And he was saying, I never changed my number. So when people were saying they couldn't get in contact with me, it's like, what are you talking about? My wife knew where I was the whole time. Mm-hmm. My brother knew where I was. I didn't change my number. I went to Africa for like, I think it went for like a couple of weeks and went back home. It's like, I was in here. Y'all think I'm just in Africa, like sitting over campfires and stuff. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in Ohio. And people mm-hmm. were saying, I don't know what happened to him. Because when he left the show, he left a lot of people high and dry. Mm-hmm. And they were bitter because that was the number one rated show. And then he just left. So all the grips, all the videographers, all the co-actors, yeah. he left a lot of people high and dry. And I think... He yeah. didn't consider at the time, and so those people were hurt. Mm-hmm. And so what got proliferated was, who walked away from $50 million? He must be crazy. Right. And so when people said he's crazy, it's like, I mean, he walked $50 million. That sound crazy to me. And he wasn't there to defend himself. Right. So it was just their one-sided attacks. When he did the Oprah interview, he was trying to, I don't know, clear the record. But he can also, you can also see he didn't want to say too much mm-hmm. like he didn't want to burn any more bridges but yeah. he was kind of trying to talk it through like you know this hollywood thing he's talking about the scene not in the show i think he shot a movie where they wanted him to put a dress on and he was saying oh i think i know what you're talking about he was saying basically because that's a trope they've done for a long time mm-hmm. it's like all these strong black actors from eddie murphy to martin lawrence to chris rock to all the way up the line at some point they just throw him in a dress Terry Crews, these kind of people. You put them in a dress, and it's like, oh, look at this big black guy in a dress. That's funny. And he was like, well, y'all have done that a bunch of times, so I don't want to be another one. Yeah. Maybe give me something else. He said it was this whole hubbubaloo where it started with like one person and went all the way up to the director, and they're like, come on, Dave, put the dress on. And he's like, why are y'all pushing this dress thing so crazy? Yeah. And then like in 10 minutes, they came back with a brand new scene with no dress. He was like, I'm not doing it. He's like, he's made it resolute. I'm not doing a dress. And they came back, all right, new scene. He's like, so y'all just made a new scene like that, but y'all were really pushing this dress thing. He's like, so why, why were y'all pushing it that hard mm-hmm. if you had another scene that worked yeah. that well? And he was saying basically like, without saying it, you know, representation, programming, that yeah. kind of stuff. He was, so you could tell he was trying to, he was tiptoeing around it because he didn't want to name directors. And oh, yeah. I understand he didn't want to burn bridges. But when he said it, I thought back, I was like, yeah, I was trying to think of like, what's the last really great black acting comedic person who wasn't mm-hmm. in a dress at some point? Mm-hmm. Even like Kevin Hart's done, like all these, like you go down to like like they. That just seems to be what it was. Right. Like Eddie Murphy obviously did it. Chris Rock, like it's just a lot of them. And it's like, who was the last one that was funny and could just be funny with their words and not have to be like like big like like, white, like white chicks. It's yeah. like iconic. Yeah. And this Jamie Foxx has had a dress on before. Like you go down yeah. the list, like it's like who's was, who was the last one to just be like, hey, I'm funny. Being yeah. myself. Yeah. Can I can I just do that? I never seen Jerry Seinfeld in a dress. Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I was like, he said maybe like I'm connecting dots that shouldn't be connected. Or maybe I am. Like you don't really know. But he just that was his experience and he was kind of saying that it's not crazy, it's just there's a lot going on that y'all may not know. And this is like an 05. And more stuff is happening now. I feel like it's almost mandatory. I don't even submit for I don't know how you submit for roles. I don't even submit for roles that aren't what I want to do. I've never submitted any role that's like a gangster. I don't submit mm-hmm. for any mm-hmm. prison inmate. I don't submit for anything. And this is my own thing. I'm sure people here is at home. I don't submit for anything same sex because we're in LA and there's literally thousands of people who, who that's their life. And I don't think 
You don't need me to do that. I don't think I could even do it justice for real. Mm, I, I mean, don't believe I, so. Yeah, no, but, no. I, I completely disagree with that. But that's just because I come from a different per- approach. I would yeah. love to play, you know, um, same-sex roles. And I would love to... Mm. Um, I don't. I, I think that that's something to explore, something to... Because you're storytelling. You're storytelling. Yeah. I understand. I, I understand what you're saying where it's like, well, why... Why would they? Why would they need me when they can go out and find a woman who is in relationships with other women to play this role that yeah. that 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 requires it? But I'm over here, like I should be able to play that role too. I'm an actor. Oh no, yeah, you. It's not. I'm not telling anyone else they shouldn't. Yeah. I, this is for me. It's more of a representation thing. It more. It really mirrors. Why don't we get this white person to play a Middle Eastern person? Like, why not? They can feel. Well, experience. you can. I mean, it's the same as doing blackface. Right, and I don't. And I, but that's different than like sexual orientation. It's different, like, like technically, you, but it's but it's not different in the sense that. I don't think you can. I don't think anyone who isn't that can get the full breadth of it because they don't feel it intrinsically. Yes, I do understand what you're saying. So I think you. I, I, like, I do. Like you. Like if you're someone is a same sex person, at one point you couldn't really get roles because there weren't as many roles written for you. If you're a person okay. of color and that is portrayed on camera, that mm-hmm. wasn't us. Like at one point, Shakespearean plays were men playing women. Mm-hmm. So if it's like, hey, why don't we can we get a woman to play a woman? It's like, hey, there's a woman in Shakespearean play. Holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. Like I think on a it's because where we are now. But is the women were but the women were brought in to play women, but who who they were. They were physically a woman. Yeah, now. I mean, at one point. Yeah. But at one point, there were Shakespearean plays where they were all male actors. No, and I know. And there would be men right. and wigs when but there were women actors. because they didn't believe that women had a place. They thought women were less than. That's why they wouldn't allow them. Right. It wasn't just that they would rather just have... They're like, oh, men can do it. That's fine. It's because they didn't think women had a place to be on stage or in spotlight or in a leadership position. I think I think it's a missed opportunity if you can expand it more. Like meaning, let's say they make a live action Aladdin, which they've done and it didn't go they did well. Do. Yeah, it didn't go well. But if they cast the people in that who weren't from that region, I feel like they're missing an opportunity there. They didn't though. And I, that's why it didn't work. Um, I think to some degree. Yeah, the girl who played Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I. It's interesting that you talk about that because I got two callbacks from that, from that audition, uh, from that um, opportunity, and they end up going with a girl who was half Indian, and um, she already had a following because she was on another True. show, or whatever. But um, when the casting notices went out, they they specifically said we want Aladdin and Jasmine to be authentically Persian. That's what they said. So I was like, oh, okay, great. So um, so the guy they got to play Aladdin, he is Middle Eastern. Yeah. And I was happy that they did that. But He burned some bridges after that, though. Oh, he did? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, that's a different thing, though. But she is not Middle Eastern at all. She's Indian. Mm. And there is a difference. So it's... So it's it is a little bit of perpetuating the idea that you think we all look the same, and that to me is upsetting. It's not that this girl was it's not that this girl was cast because she's half Indian. It's yeah. not that. It's don't send out a casting notice saying this is what we are going to cast. We are authentically looking for this way of life, this culture, mm. this bloodline, and then you cast a completely different 
background, but you're passing it off as it's the same and it's not the same at all. And then you're bringing someone like Nassim Padrid. I know who she is. Okay. And she's your constellation. She's your constellation prize. I think she's she talented. Is, she is Persian. She is, she is Middle Eastern and you're having her play the handmaiden and you're like, it should have been the other way around. Yeah. If you were going to have anybody be of any descent that wasn't Iranian. They made her kind of a goofy throwaway type character. Yeah, they kind of made her that. They kind of made her that. But you know, but then they would do these random like, they would do these random cuts to, they would, they, they they did cast a few Middle Eastern women and you can tell the difference between a Middle Eastern woman and an Indian woman. Mm. You can tell the difference. And um, so they would do close-ups. Like I remember a couple of times they did when I watched it, they did a couple of close-ups on on, and it was it was a Middle Eastern woman, mm. woman. But then they would do big group scenes, and they were just people of all kinds of cultures, and they were not Middle Eastern. And so, I, I also know too, though, casting films like that, it's like it is hard to get um, a lot of the Middle Eastern community of actors because we aren't very many. Right. There is not a big community of us, um, partly because there's just not, and our culture kind of doesn't doesn't hold entertainment as an esteemed uh, career to have. Sure. But then also, there are no roles for us, so um, it's it's really difficult to be a Middle Eastern actor in Hollywood because they're just now finding color. Yeah from what they've been putting out. So when I see all of these productions where there's like all of these black men and women, and I'm like, this is fantastic. This is so good. That's the whole thing too. The fact that though they're just now cracking open that door, that door. So I'm like, if they're just now cracking that door open, they haven't even gone to the closet where all of the other people of descent and ethnic culture live and, and are are and have tried to be in in this industry but it's one of the reasons that i feel like i'm here because yeah. i genuinely feel like i think this is going to pave the way a little bit more like i said like earlier like al Gadot paved my way a little bit from doing wonder woman and and it is true like she really does show not only can a woman lead a film a woman of ethnicity can lead a film and a woman of middle eastern descent can lead a film and that's not something you've ever had you've never had a woman of minority never no. there's literally never been a minority who is a woman who is a, of middle eastern culture ever lead a film ever in exi- ever in existence in hollywood ever and she didn't smashed it so it's just you know I, that's I, I, I already told you I like the movie very much. I know oh, yeah. there's a big thing in, um, in black culture where black women leads that are being cast are usually either mixed in some capacity or very fair-skinned. And so there are a lot of women in my complexion who feel like they're, they haven't been represented yet. Like I guess the closest thing is like Lupita Nyong'o, I guess. She's the well, closest thing. Well, I mean, thing. Viola Davis. Yeah, but Viola is is older and her roles are different. She's in almost only dramatic roles now. Maybe because she's a dramatic actress. Maybe by trade. Because she is. And she's great in that. Kelly, and, and Carrie that's, Washington. Yeah. But, Carrie, Carrie, but Carrie, we, Carrie's more in the middle. I like Carrie. Don't get it twisted. I'm I like a, Carrie I, too. I, I, I'm a big fan um, of Scandal. I'm talking like Uzu on Adubo. The, what's she in? She was in Orange is the New Black. 
Oh. Crazy eyes. Well, yeah, but she's not like a lead. That's a different thing. I mean, she's a lead. She won. She won like the Emmy for it, the Golden Globe for it. That's I get that show. I'm talking like. But I hear what know. you're saying. Yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying. And this but, is not me. This is me being black and talking to and being in the black circles and talking yeah. to black women. They're like, like when they say we want a black lead, they cast Zendaya. That's what. That's where they are now. And that's and well, it's not. And she has black in her, but she does. But she's that's not what I would think. Oh, that's that, and it's like they're like where are us? Because there's there's much more black men mm-hmm. than there are like obviously the Michael B's the who's got to play um yeah ton yeah they, they I are, mean, we haven't had here. a female black lead since Halle Berry and she's not even she's exactly. also half that's my point that's what that's yeah. what they're saying where it's like where's the Dorothy Dandridge's of our time I had a, I had this conversation with one of my friends one time and it's something that we both struggle with we're like right now Michael B Jordan is probably the quintessential thirty. 28 to 35 year old mm. black lead guy hmm. right and at one point growing up we had the lorenz tates the omar epps is mm. the uh, oh, omar epps yeah we had the um more chestnuts we had there was a oh, run we had a run where like even bill bellamy those kind of guys we had like a oh run my god a, bill bellamy there's a group of them i and had then, a crush like, on him huge crush you know he's on a bill. member right what he's a member at the club you know that right oh my god you know him he's cool anyway we'll talk about don't off tell there. him i have a crush on him well, he's married with kids. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. But like... I mean, like you, about my crush. It matters. I would never break up at home. I'm not a homewrecker. Sure. But, but, saying, but I used to think he was like the coolest guy cool. in the world. He's, yeah. he's dope, actually. But in this current landscape, I told, ask my friends, if they want Michael B and he's unavailable, who's their number two? Mm, I hear what you're saying. And they, he thought for a minute and was like, because Daniel Kalula is a great actor, but he doesn't look like Michael B. No. So it's like they well, Mike, Michael B is very very commercial looking. So I was like, who yeah. who would be your next guy? He was like at the time he said Chadwick Boseman, but Chadwick Boseman is actually like ten years older than him. He just was looked great for his age, and then mm-hmm. obviously he passed away, which is rest in peace to Chadwick. Unfortunate. But we were like, who would be the next person? And we thought for a long time it was like not John uh, Boyega because oh, he's I do not love that. Him, though. Yeah, but he burned some bridges a little bit too. But also he's not. Yeah, Even though he did Star Wars, he was like an extra in those Star Wars movies. He was like the seventh character. That movie was about... I know, but he was a standout, and that's what made him like, he was this guy? And people, yeah. But Star Wars fans hate those, they hate those movies. And Adam Driver, who is great, was hated for that role. I <laughs> Even know, Even though he is a really a good actor. actor. He's really talented. Is he a but... member? Is he a member? Mm-hmm. No, is he's he... not. But um, I'd marry him. And so we were thinking it through, and I was like, man, I guess there really is... Because I was wondering, they, they throw Michael B. in every role they can. Because He's, there's nobody like him, and that's there's nobody like him. And I don't even I don't even think I I'm not a, I'm not a very big Michael B. Jordan fan, um, but I know what sells, and I know that he's selling. So what I'm saying is like at one point, like there's a movie called The Wood. I don't know if you've ever seen The Wood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like that movie can't happen. That's a now. great movie. Like because who are you gonna have in a movie? Michael and you know B? what? That's like, one of those movies that like I saw when I was little. But yeah. now I'm like, why was I allowed to watch that movie? Yeah, you probably shouldn't have watched it. But no, but I didn't understand it. Right, but like, I just understood it because like there's people of color on it, and I was like, oh, this is like I can was, watch this. That was a big deal. Even like a movie like Set It Off, like that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, Set It Off, another one, another one. Like, but I didn't really like, understand it. Yeah, I just watched crazy. it because I was like, oh my gosh, this woman of color, and it's like. But there's now at this point that movie would be inappropriate well that too but i'm saying the, the wood cast, would definitely be. The, yeah, it's all but it's like 
I think you don't know how powerful yeah. seeing yourself on screen is, uh-huh. even if it doesn't sell as well. If it sells like Gal Gadot, that's tremendous because now you're just like, hey, give us more roles and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Right? At one point, they didn't have like standalone woman movies in general. Then after Gal, they did Harley Quinn, which movie wasn't good, even though Margot Robbie is good. That's cast yeah. was, the script was bad. Well, but she and did so, I Tanya, and it was. No, she's. I think Margot Robbie is, is the truth. I think she's. I think so too. I think she's very talented, but yeah. I think she's a good Harley Quinn. The mm. Harley Quinn movie mm-hmm. wasn't good, even though I think she's properly cast. Mm-hmm. They didn't write a good script, so that was a bad one. They made um, Scarlett Johansson's solo movie. It's so fairly low. They made Captain Marvel's movie, and I think Brie Larson's a good actress. Bad yeah, movie. She's a great actress. Bad movie. Captain Marvel's a bad movie. She Not because of her. Again, I didn't see it. It's not good. It's almost as bad as 1984. And so we're at the point now where I think they're going to give um, Elizabeth Olsen. I don't know if she's get her own movie, but she's going to be a high-level actor in one of these upcoming ones. I think she's really talented. I wouldn't talented. be surprised. But she's good, and WandaVision is a really good show for yeah. Disney. But it's like... The fact that there's multiple mm-hmm. heroes getting their own movies now. I think Valkyrie is getting her own movie at some point from mm-hmm. the Thor franchise. Mm-hmm. And being, because in real life, she's a lesbian. I think they're going to actually like play into that in Marvel, which they've been talking about doing All for right. a while. And I look forward to seeing what she does with it because mm-hmm. they kind of shy away from mm-hmm. that in Marvel. But they're talking about getting into it. There's a lot happening. And I do think seeing yourself on screen is a big deal. I think cause Nick Fury in the comics is white. And the fact that Samuel Jackson gets to be Nick Fury yeah. is actually dope. And at first people were like, well, Nick Fury's white. And then when Samuel Jackson did it, people were like, I like this though. Mm-hmm. And it just became acceptable. We just mm-hmm. said, it doesn't matter what he used to be. Yeah, He's great in this. Yeah, And I think the more you see yourself on the camera, the more chances you get to make it work. I think before you would get one shot. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll, we'll do this all black movie. And if it works, we're going to make 45 spinoffs. And if it doesn't work, Tyler Perry. never. If it doesn't work, <laughs> that is it. But if it doesn't work. But he made it work. You know what I'm saying? He, like, Tyler Perry's, like, he has his own studio. That's He's what I'm saying. Like, he found that it worked. He's like, this works. I'm going to keep doing this because it works. And, and God him. bless him. Like, he has his own studio now and he can he's run his like own stuff and he can make he's, his he's, own he's, decisions. He's, and like, oh my God, like Taraji P. Henson said he was the first director to ever pay her what she was asking for or what she, that what was asked of her in the project. Mm. She said that he was the first director that ever paid her um, what she should have been paid for whatever role it was that she got. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and that's why I work with him. It's like, it's Hands really... Hands down. And it's, it's... In Medea 22... And he's going to keep making them. But and he that's, will, as he should. But that's because he proved the concept and said, right. I don't need to tweak it. Even though like yes. he's not accepted as much by maybe all of Hollywood. He did Alex Cross and it didn't work for him. But he tried it. Yeah. But, I and, mean, and, and, and he was actually in that um, Don't Look Up movie. He played one of the anchors. So he was uh, fantastic. He was great. Uh, him and Kate Blanchett were great together. Oh my God. I didn't even, I kept, you know, Kate Blanchett, they, they did a great job on her makeup yeah, in that. Yeah, she looked great Because in that. I was like, that's not Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I know. I was like, who is this person? Because I was like, she sounds like her. She has her manners. It's like, there's no way that it's her. She was they great made her look so aesthetically like plastic. Yeah. And I loved that. I was Actually, like, this is fantastic. I thought she looked good in that. But I'm saying, yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, if you try it and it doesn't work, then will you get another crack at it? This bleeds over into like coaching and like quarterbacks. Yeah. It's a way bigger conversation, mm-hmm. which we can get into the I'm next right time now. we do the pod. Because this can be a nine-hour pod about representation. I told representation. you. I told you. You always have to pull me back in. But 
you always have to reel me back to the conversation because I will go off on these tangents, but it's which good, is where we've gotten to. But the tangents are good because it's good content and we They're get right. the stuff. I told you, don't worry about it. You go through Literally. and you edit this stuff. That's all I say. All I, all I know is if you can somehow get Adam Driver to join our gym and also watch Chu Wong Fu... Then I can we'll watch the movie. Place. I got no power over Andrew. Andrew I cannot wait for you to watch the movie. I think you are going to love Tu Wong Fu. Are you right? Right. Maybe and right. I think you'll have an, even more of, of an appreciation for Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. I like John Leguizamo. I didn't I say anything about him. But no, no, no. I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying, I think it'll, it'll give you even more of an appreciation. For even that. more. I understand. Yeah. I didn't listen. I'm not opposed to it. I just hadn't seen it, it's and you so looked at good. me like. I did look at you sideways. It was it was rough. I was like, I'm sorry. Did I? Did, are you in the movie? Like I feel like I like you wrote it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I is this taxi driver? It. Like I'm sorry. Like. And where is the body? Just remember that I said that. And then when you watch the movie, you'll be like, Oh my god, Mel. It's this whole thing. No, no. I, she I, puts I, the tape in. Listen, we, we don't need to go. Play, we need to go. And you hear depth. this voice. And where is the body? And then the movie starts. Well, it's been great having you on the pod. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you on socials? And People can find me on social media. You can find my Instagram. It's um, Melissa Mehrabian. Well, it's Mel Mehrabian Official. That's what it is. That's my, that's my handle. Okay. It's Mel Mehrabian Official. And um, you can find me on TikTok, Mel Mehrabian. Why are you getting in your sexy phone voice right now? What's going on, Lay? No, what do you mean? You, you, your voice just dropped four octaves and you're like... You can find me on. Like, where's the, you absolutely did. I was like, what's this? The sexy TikTok voice? You can listen, find me on TikTok. Listen, um, listen. When you don't have me up here, like embarrassed for you that you haven't seen certain things, then I don't need to raise my voice. I just don't know why you got into your sexy voice when you were trying to get your TikTok popping. That's, no, what, that's, that's what I'm trying to No, that's not what I said. You I say? just you said, said, you can find me on you TikTok. You can find me on my yeah. IG. It's my more happy official, and you can find me on TikTok. You see how you just dropped? You, no, I didn't. It, it was just like a. And also, by the way, you can find me on TikTok, Mama Harabian. And you can find me on um, a new series that's about to drop to Disney Plus. Mm. I told you about this, right? You told me the whole lead yes, up to I it. I can tell you. I can tell it people now. So yeah, you can find me on a new show that's going to be on Disney Plus called The Quest. I play the villain. I play Sorceress Devora. So you can see that supposed to be airing late spring hey, hey. hold on i gotta get the sound effects ready for this because <laughs> we waited this whole time just to be able to get this off and we just ideal meal uh-oh love you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. and um and I had to join SAG this morning because... Did you walk in person or did you do it over the phone? I did it over the phone. Ah, you hate to see it. You do. I know. Yeah. But I had to join because I also just booked an episode of This Is Us in their final film. Hey! <laughs> that happened today, too. So, yay. Very nice. Well, yes. listen, catch Mel before she gets too big. This may be the last time you hear on this pod. It will not be. This will be the first of many. Because next time you hear from her, she's like, I'm side dialing. Talk to my people. My people will talk to you. No, 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 no. See, I'm like Dave Chappelle. I will not change my number. Good. I got you. But thank you for having mm -hmm. me on. You've been happy to have you. You've been great. Well, uh, Congrats on all the success. This. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm.
Look at this boy. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>